listening to Web Suasion Conversation, episode 32. Welcome to the show. I am Ryan Williams, president and founder of the Web Suasion Group and Kapoka Studios here at Pinewood Atlanta Studios in Fayetteville, Georgia. Today on the show, we have Faye Sykes of Social Security Benefit Planners. Faye is one of the nation's experts on Social Security benefits and retirement income planning, as well as a financial advisor for individuals, couples, and families. She enthusiastically serves a wide variety of businesses and personal clients through her two firms, Scarlet Oak Financial Services and Social Security Benefit Planners as CEO, with a focus on developing comprehensive financial planning, wealth management, and Social Security Benefit Planning services. Faye talks to us today about all the intricacies of Social Security Benefit Planning. And she's working on her new site where she will train financial advisors on how to best plan for Social Security for their clients. Here at Kapoka Studios, we develop digital courses for executives like Faye, who have accumulated a wealth of trade knowledge and want to make that available to others in the industry. We provide a highly structured modular course format, provide all the filming and post-production, and develop the course website infrastructure. If you have 20 plus years of experience in your industry and would like to leverage that knowledge with a digital course that scales nationally, give me a call. Ryan Williams, 404-418-8909, extension 10, or email me at ryan at websuasion.com. That's R-Y-A-N at W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N dot C-O-M. And now here's our interview with Faye Sykes. Faye, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me about your background. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the beautiful state of Wisconsin. Sounds like it. (laughs) Well, for crying out loud, yeah. Um, But as a kid, I uh, lived in Alaska, upstate New York, Okay. Utah, and Alaska. How long were you in Alaska? Uh, Just for a long summer, my parents were commercial fishing. So we were on Kodiak Island and had uh, lived amongst... Kodiak bears and whales and seals and all sorts of stuff like that. Is there much population in Kodiak? Or is no. It, no. Negative. <laughs> <tiny>. Negative. <laughs> Interesting. So uh, where did you go to school? Uh, I went to Syracuse University in upstate New York and uh, have a fashion textile design degree. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what was your interest initially in textiles first? So, or, what were you hoping to do? Yeah, well, I actually was a men's golfwear designer, so I was the head oh. designer for Ben Hogan Golf, did the private label for the Masters and the Ryder Cup team apparel. Okay. And so I had... a little bit of a sports connection there between absolutely. you and your staff. Huh? Yeah, and uh, I golfed. I'm terrible. I call myself a worm burner, but uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not a lot of loft. But, uh, you know, went and sat down with a guy in the financial industry, and he sounded like a Charlie Brown adult to me. Kind of like that, wah, 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 wah. wah. wah yep. And... Many years later, that's one of the reasons I ended up switching is I'm like, we need people that people can actually understand. Right, right. At what point did you change your mind on textiles and and start moving? So, uh, yeah, I did the fashion textile for about seven years, designed wallpaper bedding, fabrics, men's golf apparel. And then I had a a seven-year 
bit in between where I uh, exported recyclable waste paper. Okay. So when you recycle, it actually goes somewhere, but I... Send it out to China? China, India, Pakistan, Indonesia, Taiwan. I worked for Waste Management. They had moved me from Virginia to Maryland to Georgia. So they had moved me here. And I know some people over there. They now they've been bought out by what GFL or something like that. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't even keep up, but it's, but yeah, they moved me all over, and they were like, "Don't even unpack. We're going to move you to like San Francisco or Chicago." And at that point, I was like, "You know what? I'm not moving back to the cold world. I'm staying here in the South." Yeah. And so, um, so you were in Atlanta at the time. I was in Atlanta, so I switched careers and. Um, Started embarked about almost 15 years ago on my financial journey. So when you went to financial services, you did what North, uh, Northwestern Mutual for a while. And did yeah, Petrie did Edward Jones for three actually did you? yeah okay. did that for about 3.8 years and then went to Northwestern Mutual for a couple years and then went to Penn Mutual. So I had the investment background and the insurance background. Okay, and then a little over four years ago, I went independent and started my own firm. So what made you make that leap to starting your own firm? Well, it was interesting. Um, you know, anytime you work for the bigger companies, they have their sort of like their agenda. Right. And their proprietary products. Their proprietary and products. Yeah. And although, you know, each of the companies have their really fantastic in certain areas, there was a lot of limitations. Right. And uh, you know, you're not a fiduciary when you work for a big company. So right, right. I'm a fiduciary, which we're legally obligated to be held to the highest standard in our industry. Yeah. But now I'm not beholden to anybody. So insurance wise, we can work with over 200 companies. Okay. Investment wise, uh, we actually work on the institutional side, not on the retail side. So our clients actually save money. So we have more options and they pay less. How does that differ from like a CFP? With it. So a CFP, CFP can be at a big firm or independent. Okay. A CFP is just a designation that says, you know, I went through some extra testing and training, right, right. you know, kind of stuff. And they can sell. So so can you guys... We sell exactly the same, same thing. Same way. So you can either do the plan or you can do it. Exactly. Commission. Basically. Yeah. For us, we're, we're actually fee-based. So fee-based. Okay. Yeah. We're fee-based. Um, so we can do consulting for an hourly or flat fee. On the investment side, we charge a percentage of assets. Okay. And on the insurance side, it's there's a commission built in. That's the only commission side, but that's built in. And as fiduciaries, we fully disclose that ahead of time. So you started Scarlet Oak first, but then you went off onto this other niche of social security benefit planning. Yes. So what's what prompted that? And So yeah, I was doing um, focused on the women's market, but I work, uh-huh. of course, with men as well. But uh I had a widower that was referred in to me who was, you know, really going through, we'll call it a really bad patch. So husband had taken Social Security early, which in her case was a 25% permanent reduction in benefits. He had also taken his pension only on his own life. Okay. So while he's living, it's like $6,700, $6,800 a month. He died eight months later. And she went down to like sixteen seventy a month, wow. which was just wow. the Social Security piece. And all of the planning has to be done on the front end. Right. And it was sad. She had to sell her house. She lives in her daughter's basement, which wow. this was nobody's dream. Right. But you know who it really affects is a lot of women. Yeah. And so I dug in really over the last nine years. And when I say I've trained hundreds of thousands of people this year, yeah. you know, last week I was training a bunch of retired IRS agents the week before that, 
one of our local colleges, Agnes Scott, and the Elder Care Attorney Association. So anyway, one of the big things we do is tons and tons of education. Right. Um, We work with individuals and we work with other, partner up with other financial advisors nationally. So you're going into corporations and then they'll let you come in for a few days and train their staff basically on like, this is what you need to know about Social Security. Exactly. Gotcha. So corporations, other financial planners, CPAs, attorneys. So either the end user or the people that work with other people. Is that primarily uh, what you're doing from a financial standpoint and on that side of the company, or is it working with individuals to help them? We work with individuals as well. So I, uh, like last week I had a couple, it's grandparents that have been raising their grandkids for 16 years, Uh but don't get any social security benefits. We've actually gone through and put a customized plan together for them that if they adopt the two grandkids, it's going to get them, it was somewhere around an extra twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 income tax-free per year. Just by adopting them, nothing else changes really. There's They're, a weird, re- yeah, there's almost, a, yeah. yeah, there's almost 2,800 regulations that oversee Social Security. Most people say, oh, well, there's no planning around it. I'll just elect it. Yeah. And there is so much strategy, but for the average couple that makes over seventy five grand a year, we can on average get them fifteen to thirty thousand more per year. Okay. And couples under that it's eight to fifteen. But I will tell you there's couples that we've gotten closer to like forty thousand more per year. So wow. like think of like seventy eight, eighty grand a year just in social security, not touching any of your other assets. Just by the way you fill the paperwork out basically, right? And, it's yeah. it's the age you take it. How much did you pay in and at what age do you take it? Interesting. So how does that work? What would the process be for somebody who wanted to come to you and, and have an evaluation and, and go okay. through that process? Very easy. So we actually have a website, which is uh, social security BP, short for benefitplanners.com. Uh-huh. And you can actually go online and we have two levels. One is, and it's flat fee. So okay. we made it real simple. So 80% of Americans are at the $497 level. Right. So if you're married, divorced, widowed, single, it's usually that. Then we have a $1,497, so basically $1,500. So if you're one of those people that either worked overseas or plan to retire overseas, so think of expats. Yeah, yeah. Think of half of the teachers, police officers, but people that earn a pension but don't pay into Social Security. Right. And then think of like the grandparents that have grandkids and with the opiate crisis, unfortunately, there's a lot of grandparents that are having to raise, I think it's close to 3 million. Really? Yeah, in the the US. So on the Social Security benefit planning specifically, talk about like the 59 and a half rule. What's what's the situation with that? Would we have to be 59 and a half to take it normally or? Well, actually you've gotta be 62. So, uh, okay. yeah, uh, 59 and a half is for IRAs and 401ks. You have to be at least 59 and a half to avoid the 10% IRS penalty. Okay. But after 59 and a half, you can tap into IRAs, Roths, 401ks without having a penalty. For so it social- doesn't have anything really to do with Social Security? No, Social Security yeah. is 62 is the earliest, unless you're widowed, then the earliest is 60. Okay. Tell me about maximizing security, social security payout. What what are some of the things that you guys can do? Okay. Well, that's a great question. Um, so essentially, if somebody is interested in, in the typical person that hires us is between 55 and 65 years old. Okay. So what we look at is we ask people to pull um, their social security statement, or if it's a couple, to pull both of those. 
Also, if there's a pension, specifically if they did not pay into Social Security for some of the years. Okay. So like City of Atlanta employees do not pay into Social Security, firefighters, things of that nature. There's a thing called WEP, W-E-P, and Uh GPO. We actually have to go in and hand calculate the offset. Okay. So people see their statement, and I'm like you might not actually get as much as you think because of that pension. I see, I see. And what about some of the law changes that have happened uh, that uh, you know, a lot of the social security reps yeah. don't even necessarily know about? How does that play out usually for you? So, yeah, it's really interesting. So the, um, the laws changed and it went to an effect January 1st, 2016. So people that were 62 by January 1st, 2016 are grandfathered in under the old rules which opens up all sorts of extra planning that we can do. People that were born after that, we don't have as many. Now, the old rules, just kind of for a quick overview, is that what people used to be able to do is I could file at 62 a restricted application. Then my spouse could, you know, file for a half spousal benefit. So for easy math, let's just say, it's two grand a month. They could, I could restrict mine to age seventy when it maxes out, but my spouse could get a thousand, you know, twelve thousand dollars a year. Right, right. Now, as soon as you apply, that restricted application has gone away. Okay. So once I've applied, I, I, I can't restrict it, and to get that spousal benefit, somebody's got to be already claiming to get that half. Right. But before you could delay it and you were phantomly claiming it to get that half. I see, I see, but no longer anymore for no. moving forward. What about uh, divorce? I know that's a big issue. Divorce is huge. So here's the one of my big tips. If you've been married, let's say, you know, you gotta be married 10 years or longer. Uh-huh. So if you're at nine years and six months, hold off that extra six months because okay. it can make a whole load of difference. But what happens is if you've been married over that 10 years, and you do not remarry, it is like you're still married. So if I've been married to my fictional husband over here, Ed, and we're married over the 10 years and we get divorced because he traded me in for a younger model, so to speak, (laughs) and I don't have enough credits or I didn't make a lot of money, I can still pull and get a half benefit off of him. And is there any, like, how many years have to pass or is it any Uh, limitation if you don't get remarried? uh, Well, as long as we've been married the 10 years, And then, you know, there is a little time in between once you get divorced that you got to wait. Right. But let's just say fictional Ed over here had ex-wife number one, 10 years, ex-wife number two, 10 years, even an ex-wife number three, 10 years, and married to, you know, current wife number four. Right. All four of us could claim that half benefit. Wow. And if he dies, we actually step up to his full amount and all four of us can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, this is going to be, uh, uh, I know for homemakers, this is a, a, a common situation, but I mean, I would think for even with people starting businesses, if you're just not paying in for a period of time, say you're starting a business and you've got like three years where you're building it up while your spouse works and they're paying in, but you're not, how does that affect? It is huge. Um, I kind of call it the trifecta of hell. So, <laughs> so but, but I see this over and over. Now, it's different if you own a brick and mortar yeah. Kind of business that you're gonna you're gonna be able to sell like a retail store, manufacturing. You've got inventory, or you got inventory. Yeah. But for so many people, think of your a therapist or your massage yeah. person or doing facials, and you really don't have a brick and mortar to sell. So the trifecta is: Do you have a business you can sell? Number right. one, 
And a lot of people don't. Number two is, did you save outside of the business? And most people put all their money back in the business or they spend yeah. it. Not, you know, and kind of like, oh, it's just going to be this endless money. The third piece is paying into Social Security. Right. And I had a couple that came in and legitimately, see, he was making probably 150 grand a year. And he was close to 60. New wife in her late 30s wanted to have a baby. And they were coming in more for a financial plan. Well, his Social Security statement, he was paying himself $800, $1,200. Well, you need to pay yourself $5,440 in 2019 to fully vest in. This isn't a huge number. Right, right. This is not a huge number. He wasn't even paying enough in to vest them in for that year. Is that yearly? Yeah. So every year you have to be paying It pops up just a little bit every year. Um, So in his case, his Social Security was going to only be like $860 a month. Right. Now her, since she worked corporate America, hers was like $2,800 a month. Gotcha. She decided not to have a baby. You know, because if something happened to him, they're just not a lot of money. With your own business development, with the Social Security side, I mean, where are you finding your clients? So we do national marketing, national social media. We have a full-time marketing person that actually does, uh, Morgan, who does marketing for both of our companies. Yeah. She does a great job. The other thing is I do TV, radio, get hired. Yeah, I fly over the country and I get hired to do huge conventions. So whether it's industry people that want to learn a little bit more or outside companies. Uh, Three weeks ago, I did a training that got marketed to over 90,000 CPAs. Right. You know, so... So you're you're having to market to people who who are working like in HR or whatever, who are going to bring you in. And you're also marketing directly to individuals who... So how do you work with them internationally? Internationally. Yeah, we've had clients in France, South Africa, Mexico, Indonesia. Uh, Just do like a Google chat or like a... Yeah, uh, we'll do that. But most of the stuff we do is just through email. So once we get... So if somebody goes to our website and purchases a plan, they get a a questionnaire that they download and they fill in. Yeah. We go through that, and if we have any follow-up questions or clarification things, we will, you know, correspond with them, and then basically we put the plans together. Okay, okay. And, and email it to them and say, hey, any questions? And so you're basically giving them all of the paperwork they need to file, anything they need to do. You're kind of getting them set up and giving them Well, I'm giving them so. the overall plan. Okay. So if they want to actually file, they are going to have to go directly to ssa.gov, Social Security okay. Administration, or they can call. Um, we don't really help with that piece, but we give them the peace of mind in understanding like their optimal ways to take Social Security. But it's the, the complexities of it. They can usually yes. that's simple enough to where if you just tell them what, exactly. what to do, they can handle it. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are you looking forward to in in twenty twenty? Well, we are launching my third business, which is Advisor Market Hub. Okay. Which is going to be an online website portal for other financial advisors nationally. Okay where they'll be able to buy our PowerPoints, our social media, our content, and then we'll uh, basically help train them on some of the basics on how they can roll out local talks in their areas. Okay. So I've got multiple groups that are have raised their hand. They're waiting for us to be done, but it's just a lot of work that goes into it. Um, but we've got several groups that have 10,000 plus advisors. Right. And unfortunately, and most advisors, you know, if you've been in the industry, they're just say, hey, Social Security is an afterthought. For the average American, it's actually 40 to 60% of the average American's retirement income. Right. And 30% of Americans, it's 90% to 100%. So this is this is giving them material for 
Social Security specifically. Yep. So that they can do talks to the general public because I can't be everywhere. Right. And a lot of these folks are putting on seminars anyway, and this is a hot topic for that pre-retiree where uh-huh. they can come uh-huh. in and get some little things, but we still can be in the background to help out with the difficult planning or if they've got questions and things like that. But we just found so many people needed help right. that I just can't be everywhere. I know you started the Independent Women's Atlanta Independent Women's Network. Yes. Uh, and you're what the founding member of that, I guess? I am. Yes. Uh, this woman, Joe Kenny and I, who's a realtor, okay. we started this back in 08. So I don't know if anybody remembers, but there was a small recession little, back little then. A little problem back then, yeah. <laughs> small recession. But she and I decided that um, over lunch one day, we were going to start a good old girls network. And gotcha. so AIWN launched back in 08. And now... I think it's got 60, 70 members, okay. and it's all pretty much all women business owners. Like a monthly meeting kind of Kind thing. of monthly meeting at Druid Hills Country Club, and they have different speakers that uh, either do education or inspirational and, okay. you know, different topics and all that. But it's it's a fantastic group. But it's all industries? All, all industries. Gotcha. And uh, is that the one that you guys do the uh, business kind of like speed networking yeah. kind of stuff? I yeah, I I'm actually the one that came up with that speed networking, and that is one of the top uh, annual events that people love to go to. Yeah, and so it's like there's different tables set up, and we have different questions. Yeah, at each yeah. table. So even if you get stuck at the same table with the, the same person, you got a new thing you can talk about. Yeah. Exactly, you got so like new 60 stuff. Sixty seconds, you have. Or something. Yeah, we got timers. Yeah. Sixty seconds per person. So there's like four minutes per table, and then you get up and. But I I will tell you the first year that we did it, I got five. It's either five or six clients out of it. It was wow. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That is a lot. Wow, for any networking event. Getting, <laughs> I know. I was shocked. But getting it, getting five or six contacts out of it is usually a good thing. Um, having started your own business, if you could go back and do anything differently, is there anything that you would do differently or quicker? Or you know, you know, just being in this industry for almost fifteen years, one of the biggest things that I wish I would have done earlier was to hire a coach. Okay, like a business coach? Like a business coach. I think anybody that's, you know, whether it's sports or business, having a mentor or business coach, and I've had a couple fantastic ones. I was working with a couple guys that just weren't holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah. So I kind of just did that Hail Mary and uh, got a website, a logo done, set up shop, you know, next to some CPAs. We we partner Uh up with a lot of CPAs. It was a little scary, but once you get into it, you're like, yeah, I got it, you know? But um, in general, making sure you get other professionals that have sort of been in the same shoes as you, I think is always good. I had no idea. You know, I was like setting up an LC and doing this and doing that. Just kind of winging it, yeah. Holy cow. That's how it it always starts. I think most people. Yeah, there is no guidance for like how to to start your own company. You're like a free range chicken. You You just got to go for it. You don't find somebody mentoring you the whole way through. Yeah. And I didn't even know, I don't, I don't even know that business coaches were a thing back when, you know, in like yeah. 2007 or, or even earlier than that, especially. Yeah. Uh, it's, they've, uh, they've become more prevalent now, at least in the you know circles I'm in. But, the, the circle. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think they, 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 they keep you accountable, especially yeah, yeah. when you're paying the money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing is that, you know, when you're starting a business, you don't want to spend a lot of money on something <laughs> like a, like business coaching or mentoring. Or, exactly. Yeah. Um, anything else that uh, that you could recommend to somebody who's starting their own company right now? Is there Absolutely. Like mistakes that you see? You know, I mean, one thing I would say is 
and this is for free, is to get just a peer group of people in different industries. I think, you know, we're finding an existing group. You know, there's some of the expensive groups that are like $2,500 a month kind of right. CEO roundtable. But you really don't need that. You know, I would say if you're starting out, have a marketing plan, have a business plan. And so many people don't have those. And yeah. it's like, how do you gauge yourself? Get a group of peers that you know, love, respect, and don't be afraid to sort of pull your pants down, so to speak, and air your dirty laundry. Because <laughs> right. the thing is, if people don't really understand what's going on, they can't help. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a financial advisor, but really, I do a lot of business coaching, which just kind of comes along in because right. I know if uh, people escalate and they make more money, then they have more money to... Right. Get the stuff that and they need to get done. a lot of your clients done. are entrepreneurs, I would imagine. Over 80%. Yeah. 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 Over 80%. So I would say get your tribe around you, lay stuff out. And of course, it's going to change. Yeah. It's going to change. Right. But at least have something. Have some goals written down. And I have a fantastic team. You know, I've got Alan and Kevin, our, our two other advisors. And, you know, I might get a little annoyed, but I'm like, goals, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> right. and it's like, but if you can't track it, how do you know that you actually did what you thought you were going to do? Awesome. Well, Faye, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting network, be that Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. And also check out our YouTube channel. If you go to our website, third icon from the right on the very top of our webpage is the YouTube. If you click on that link, it'll take you to our channel. You can subscribe and click on the bell icon and we will notify you every time we post a new video. We post 10 to 12 a week generally, a couple a day, and they're great for you to share across your social media feed to your prospects. Next week on the show, we have Greg Verhan of Turin Pest Control. With over 25 years of experience coupled with customer service unmatched in the industry, he is committed to excellent service every single time. Family-owned and operated, Turin Pest Control is the only choice for pest control services in Fayette and Coweta County. We hope you'll join us for that. Until then, have a productive work week.